Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. All righty, come on, well, I'm under... Pastor Becky said, I better be good, otherwise this might be the last time I'm preaching for a long time at Balboa. So I'm like, shoot, that's a little bit of pressure. So come with me in your Bibles, Genesis chapter 1, Genesis 1. And uh, the title of my message tonight is Authority Dynamics. I've kind of been on this, kind of this thing, and I can't, I can't shake it. So I know that, that God's on something, trying to communicate something. So just get ready, put your seatbelt on, because everything is about to shift. Everything's about to shift. Genesis 1:26. God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Let us make God in, uh, let us make man in our image and in our likeness and let them and let them struggle and eke their way through life. Let them, let them just be poor and, but humble, poor, but very humble, always struggling, languishing. Oh, excuse me. And let them have dominion. Over the fish of the sea, birds of the air, over the cattle, over some of the earth. Man, you guys are you guys are watching me. You guys keep me on my toes tonight. Over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So that's God's intent, verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. God never, God never intends something. God never says something and then it's just wish. Whatever God says, he follows through. The Bible says he watches over his word to perform it. And it's interesting that, that God created man in his image, male and female, he created them. The reason we were not silent at the overturning of Roe v. Wade is because we believe the Bible. And the Bible says that every single human being bears the Imago Dei, bears the image of God, and therefore has intrinsic value, has, you can't even put a number on the value of every human being, irrespective of geography, irrespective of skin color, height, gender, irrespective of demographic, of uh, social status, of social class, Every human being has intrinsic value. Verse 28, then God blessed them. Now, I want you to know that when God blessed them, it wasn't because they graduated from Harvard. They didn't graduate from Yale or Oxford or Cambridge, darling. It wasn't that they just finished running a marathon. There was no Olympic Games back then and the gold medal winners. There was no, there was no MMA. They were just living. And God blessed them. And God blessed them. This is really, really important because the default position for your life should be blessing. The default position for your life should be blessing. This weekend at Yes and Amen, you you have the power to put your yes and your... Don't let the devil steal your yes and amen. 
The devil wants to steal your yes. He wants you to park your yes with you're a victim. Life is cruel. Life is unfair. Life is difficult. And then you don't, 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 don't give the devil your yes. Put your yes and your amen with the promises of God. Put your yes and amen with what God says that you can have and that you can be. So God blessed them and said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So God wants you to have dominion. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to increase. He wants you to multiply. He wants you to, to flourish. Now go over to, to chapter 2. Chapter 2, verse 10 says, Now a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it parted and became four river heads. The name of the first is the Pishon. It is, it is the one which skirts the land of Havilah where there is gold, and the gold of that land is good. Other translations say the gold of that land is fine gold. The bdellium and the onyx stone are also there. All right, can you handle one, one more? One last passage of Scripture? I love you guys. All right, go, go to the, the Gospel of Luke. Luke's in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Hold the horse while I get on. Luke. <laughs> Luke chapter 11, verse 20. But if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. This is Jesus speaking. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes away from him all his armor in which he trusted, and then he divides his spoils. Divides his spoils. Tonight I want to talk to you on the topic of authority dynamics. Um, being, a, being a military city, San Diego, we have Navy, Navy SEALs. We have um, Marine Corps, Miramar, Camp Pendleton. Uh, we have a number of people in the Coast Guard. We have special forces. And, and in this church, we will always honor anybody that puts on the uniform. We love our sheriff. We love our police. We don't want to defund. We want to, we want to increase funding. Our, our, who keep us safe. We thank God for those who keep us safe. We thank God for those who have laid down their lives. We honor the flag. We don't desecrate the flag. We don't take a knee for the flag. There's 101 other ways that you can protest, but don't be protesting about the flag. People shed their blood under what that flag represents. So we... So some, some, of, our, some of our guys, when they come back from deployment... Um, one, one particular young man was a Marine and then moved into, kind of was doing some special forces staff training and then was doing some high level security detail for a number of our ambassadors. On one of these uh, missions that he had, he was uh, having to navigate his way through Northern Africa and from Northern Africa into the Middle East. His job was to take the intel, the information given to him, the briefing, and to make sure that they, they could take their, their uh the, the cargo, which was U.S. ambassadors, safely from region to region to have these peace talks in order to bring peace. And so he was given information that this particular warlord or this particular person with ISIL or ISIS or Al-Qaeda was in charge. He says the problem was at that time there was an influx, Pastor Charles, of weaponry from Russia. Russia, Russia had decided to get into the game and were, were sending tanks and uh, Kalashnikovs and M16s and uh, air-to-surface missile launches to, to one of the other factions. 
And then this, he, he just made this statement. For him, it was normal. For him, it was just conversation. But for me, it was, it's so, I'd never heard, heard what he was about to say before. This is what he said. He said, and you know, pastor, how authority flows to whoever has the most weapons. And, and I said, what, what did you just say? He says, well, you know, pastor, how authority flows to whoever has the most weapons. And so there was a shift in power. There was a shift in authority because of weaponry, because of weaponry. This is very, very important because you and I live in a time where they're, they're, they're trying to do everything they can to take away your Second Amendment. May I just say to you that your Second Amendment is not the right for you to own a rifle to go hunting. The Second Amendment was not even written so that you could defend your home, even though it allows you, it affords you the opportunity to defend your bride, to defend your children, to defend your home, to defend your family. But that's not why it was written. The entire Second Amendment was written because our founding fathers discovered that anytime a government, anytime an authority disarms its people, it never bodes well for the people. So, so the Second Amendment was written because our founding fathers understood that authority flows to whoever has the most weapons. So, so for years, for years, I, I, I would hear this. I'd go to these spiritual warfare conferences, spiritual warfare, where there's a demon under every rock. There's probably one under this water right now. And, and, and that, they would say, you know, and they'd say stuff like, and, and when you become a Christian, you get a target on your back. When you become a Christian, there's a target on your back, and the devil, he's going to come at you. The devil, he's going to attack your marriage. He's going to attack your family. He's going to attack your health. He's going to attack your finances. you got a target on your back. And I'm, I'm like, what? Since when? Since you become a Christian. I'm like, no. i got to warn people. Don't do it. Don't become Christians. For goodness sake, stop altar calls. Let's not do any more evangelism. I don't want people getting targets on them. And then the Holy Spirit. How many people thank God for the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit's like, yerks, yerks, yerks. Was the devil attacking you before you had become a Christian? I'm like, yeah, my life was pretty jacked up. He's like, yeah, yeah. You didn't get a target when you became a Christian. You got a target on your back when you were conceived in the womb. At the moment of conception, you were targeted by the enemy because you bear the Imago Dei. You bear the image and the likeness of the God that dismissed him from his high and lofty position and cast him into the earth for judgment and out of fury and rage to the God, anybody that looks like him, he wants to destroy. And he says, but when you got saved, you know what you did get? When you got saved, you got power. When you got saved, you got weaponry. Jesus said to the disciples, I want you to wait in Jerusalem. They're like, for what? He says, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Why is that? Because authority flows to whoever, whoever has the most weapons. I want you to know the Bible says that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 1 John 4, 4. God has given you and I armory. He has given you and I weaponry. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 5, that the, though we walk in the flesh, we don't war according to the flesh. But our weapons are mighty in God, supernatural for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. I want you to know that authority flows to whoever has the most weapons. That's why the enemy wants to take away the second commandment, a uh, second commandment, second amendment. 
if you go to the, the Vatican, you'll see that they've also removed the second commandment. So, but that's a different message. They have 10 commandments. They just broke nine into two, but they got rid of number two. Thou shalt not, have any, thou shalt not bear, uh, make any images. Because if you look all through, wow, images everywhere you look. Anyway, so, so I, like, I like this passage of Scripture where Jesus says, uh, if a strong man, fully armed, guards his palace, his goods are at peace. But when one stronger than he comes, he, he, he binds the strong man, takes away the armor in which he trusted, and then he can plunder his goods. So I'll read that. And in that story, you and I can only fit into one of two categories. Either you are strong or you're the one stronger. No, 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 pastor, no, no. I, I'm, not, I'm reading into it that I'm just a worm. I'm dust. I'm like, I'm, in fact, I'm lower than a worm. A worm's quite, I'm lower than a worm. I'm just, you know, really, I'm like pathetic. I buy into like the tulip, you know, the tea, totally depraved. That's who I am, totally. I'm just pathetic. I don't even bother praying anymore, if I was honest with you, because I thought, well, I'm just way too pathetic. Why would, but no, that's being taught, darling. People teach that. So there's one of two options. You're either strong or you're the one stronger. May I suggest to you, the Bible says that you're to be the one stronger. I don't like this guy. I don't like his teaching. How's that going to keep me humble? Glad you asked. Ephesians 6, that tells us about spiritual warfare, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, thrones, and dominions. Ephesians 6, it says, put on the whole armor of God. Ephesians 6 also says, be strong in the, and in the power of, come on, be strong in the Lord. It doesn't say be strong in yourself. The devil is the strong man. The devil is stronger than you. You Without God, are no match for the devil. He is supernatural. He is a spirit. He is a fallen angel. A human has no, no, he will beat you every single time. That's why the Bible doesn't say be strong in yourself. The Bible doesn't say, hey, in the morning do 150 push-ups and then 30 squats, 50 lunges, and then some crunches, and whoop the devil. It doesn't say that. The Bible says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Because when you are strong in the Lord and when you're in the power of His might, you become the stronger. You become the stronger. Now in this life, you're going to face strong opposition. They will tell you, you can't buy a home in San Diego because it's too expensive. You're going to have to move to Tallahassee. You're going to have to move to Columbus, Ohio. You're going to have to move to some other state, some other city, some other county because it's, it, it, there's a stronghold here. Guess what? Our assignment is to be the stronger. When we are, when we are, fully armed when we are strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. I want you to know Jesus sent the Holy Ghost so that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power on the inside of you so that you can flip the tables on what other people say is impossible. When we came to San Diego, people took great lengths. They took great delight to tell me Hey, I know you've got a vision, but let me just bring a reality check. They said to me, if you want to be spirit-filled, if you want to do the Shabbat da Regadev, if you want to do the Holy Ghost stuff, you're not going to have a big church. We would encourage you, just go seeker-friendly. 
And what they meant by that was like Jesus light. Try to only, only mention Jesus if you sneeze. Jesus, sorry, sorry, sorry. And then they said that San Diego has no zoning for church buildings. You have to get a conditional use permit to have a building. So, so just write off owning a building plus, plus San Diego in 2005 was the fifth most expensive city in America. And so even if you did have approval, it's way too expensive to get a building. Strong opposition. But I didn't come here to be beat down by the strong man. My Bible says that when one's stronger than he comes, last time I checked, God is the most high because he's the most high. The Bible says that, that he sits on the throne and when he looks to his left, there is no other. When he looks to his right, there's none that can care, compare that he is above all things, that his throne is above every throne, above every principality, every power, every throne, every dominion, every authority. Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. That tells me that tells me that even though there may be strong opposition and strong resistance, and there may be strong obstacles, I have access in the Holy Ghost, and I refuse to let the leaven of the Pharisees and, and religious people try and say, oh, they just preach Joel Osteen. They just preach a happy clapping. Oh, they tell everybody you can win in life. And have you seen them? They're all good looking. I mean, look at Claudia. Good looking, good looking, good looking. And I made the decision that I want to be strong in the Lord because the Bible tells me to and in the power of His might. And when I'm strong in the Lord in the power of His might, all of a sudden you become the one stronger. It's time for you to take territory back. It's time to break generational curses. It's time to defy the naysayers and the negative Nancys and the... Authority flows to whoever has the most weapons. Number two, wealth flows to whoever is in authority. The Bible says a river goes out of Eden. God puts Adam in Eden to tend and to keep it because God says, let man have dominion. God blessed man, said, be fruitful, multiply. He says, I want you to have dominion over the whole earth. Dominion is where we get the word dominate. In fact, a kingdom is a king's dominion. It's where a king has dominion. It's where a king has authority. God put Adam in a garden to tend and to keep the garden because for authority to flow, it has to have responsibility. Authority and responsibility are two sides of the same coin. Adam's in a garden to tend and keep the garden, but a river flowed out of the garden because God's intention was for Adam to take the garden and increase the garden throughout the earth. And the Bible says at the very, very first bend in the river, that, that, that bend becomes known as Pishon. And there's gold in that river. The, the gold wasn't just by happenstance. It wasn't just an accident. It was intentional. The, the, the gold was in the river because if it's God's will, it's God's bill. God, God, God never commissions something and then doesn't find any way to fundraise it. 
God doesn't say to Adam, hey, Adam, I want you to fill the earth. I want you to have dominion. I want you to multiply. What's that? How are we going to pay for it? Oh, shoot. Um, well, Gabriel, any ideas? Bake sales in car washes. You, you see the gold used throughout the scriptures. The reason we have a Pathfinder's ministry is because we empower people to go into the marketplace and compete for the gold. Now, uh, how many people know that if you want to know how a story ends, you go to the back of the, you go to the back of the book. If you want to know how a movie ends, you kind of watch the. So, spoiler alert: Genesis two says there's a river that flowed with gold in it. If you fast forward all the way to the end of the Bible, Revelation is the last book of the Bible, 22 chapters. But if you go to the end of chapter 21, leading into chapter 22, 21, 17, says, and I saw a great city coming down and the city was pure gold. The gold was so pure that the streets were translucent gold so that one could see their reflection in the gold. It says, and then there was a throne that was set up in this, in this city. And from underneath the throne, Revelation 22 verse 1, a river flowed and it was the river of life. So here in the garden, we see a river containing gold. And if you said to me, Pastor, why, why are you the Joel Osteen prosperity gospel preaching church? Why do you preach that, you know, God doesn't mind us having wealth? Why do you preach that God wants us to go out there and compete with the gold? I thought that all gold was evil. No, the gold wasn't evil, darling. But I thought money is the root of all evil. No, darling, it's the love of money that's the root of all kind of evil. See, God has no problem with you having wealth. He has a problem with wealth having you. He doesn't problem with you having things. He has a problem with things having you. He doesn't have a problem with you having money. He has a problem with money having you. Well, how do I know if I've got money or if money's got me? It's real simple, darling. If you can't give, you don't have it. It has you. Whatever you can't give, you don't own. It owns you. But we see, we see in the Bible, the intention, the intention of the gold that God put in the, in the river for Adam was always to establish the kingdom. Because in Revelation, we see the gold is now in this incredible construct of a city where we need no sun anymore because Jesus is the light that lights it up. And we see a river that flows and it's the river of life. So all authority flows towards those who have the most weapons, but all the wealth flows to those who are in authority. God gave Adam dominion so that the wealth would flow to Adam. If you don't believe that this is true, have a look around the world. Because the, 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 what the Bible teaches is true. So if, if you go to Venezuela right now, you'll find the people eating out of trash cans. But you won't find Hugo Chavez eating out of trash cans. He's, he's flying on private jets. He's dining in the finest, luxurious restaurants. Why? Because he's in authority and the people aren't. If you go to Mexico, you will find that whoever has the most weapons, some regions, the government are in authority, but in a lot of regions, it's the cartels that are in authority. 
And it's because the cartels have greater weaponry than the governments. That's why the cartels are in authority. And if you have a look, you will find that there is a connection between authority and wealth. Authority and wealth. Whoever is in authority, the wealth flows to them. God put man in authority because the wealth of the earth was meant to flow to him for the use of the kingdom. The reason we have widespread voter fraud is because the wicked understand that wealth and resources flow to those who are in authority. They don't care that they're not legitimately voted in. They don't give a rip. They're not getting into authority to serve you, the constituent. They are in authority to get wealth. Have a look how Maxine Waters lives. Have a look how Nancy Pelosi, how does she on $180,000 a year is now worth $230 million? Explain that to me. It's because they know whoever is in authority, the wealth and the resources of the land flow, flow towards them. Vladimir Putin says, I earn 200,000 US dollars. This is my annual salary. 200,000 US dollars, not ruble, dollar. But I have three private yachts. The, the cheapest yacht, 200 million. I have private jets and I just finished building 280,000 square foot house for me to live. It's, it's got some room in there for perhaps you visit. My house worth $1.6 billion. How do you do that on $200,000 a year? But because he's in authority, the wealth and the resources flow to whoever's in authority. The founding fathers, magnificent. Founding fathers did something that no other nation did. The reason we have have caravans that last two, three, four days, even weeks of people trying to flood the border into America is because of the document that the, the, the idiots in authority don't want you to know. They try to tell you, oh, America is this oppressive place. Well, then tell me why all these people are trying to get into this oppression. They're lying to you. You're a fool if you believe it. Because in America, the Constitution begins, if we can put the first slide up, the Constitution begins with the preamble, we the people. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution. In America, there was an authority inversion. Up until the United States of America Constitution was ratified, every single nation, every single civilization was the few ruling over the many. The few, an aristocracy or a king or a potentate or ruling over the many. And because whoever is an authority, all the authority would flow to them. So you had rich kings and you had poor serfs. You had poor slaves. You had peasants. You had the wealthy and you had the poor. But our founding fathers understood that all wealth flows to whoever is in authority. So they did an inversion and they put authority in we, the people. Go to the second slide. The second slide 
that I'm putting up there says that governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. In other words, we elect them to serve, but they serve at our consent because we never relinquish authority. Because we are in authority, because we are in authority, the wealth of the United States flows to us. That's why people fled from Ireland in the potato famine with rags. They, they came literally skin and bone. They came with their last day. And many of them arrived on our shores with nothing. But because they arrived in a land where there was a constitution that put authority, not in a king, not in a, in a government, not in a president, but put the authority in the people, they began to flourish. They began to prosper. America created the middle class. It was America. Do you know that, that only 5% of the world's population lives in the United States of America, but yet America makes over 56% of the world's wealth comes from this nation. That's not a coincidence. That's because our founding fathers understood that all wealth and resources flows to whoever's in authority. Am I right about it? Go to the next slide. The next slide tells us that for in reason, all government without the consent of the governed is the very definition of slavery. So when they tell you, you can't open your business because you selling a taco, you, you providing a, a grease and oil change for somebody's vehicle, well, that's going to, that's going to spread the COVID virus. No, 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 Walmart's fine, Walmart's fine. No, Home Depot's fine, Home Depot's fine. Every business has to be shut down, except obviously not Gavin Newsom's business. He didn't mean his businesses. And you can't have more than five people together for Thanksgiving. Obviously he can dine indoors at French Laundry with a table full of people with no masks or no social distancing, ordering $2,000 bottles of wine. He can do, when, 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 when they exercise authority without our consent, it's called slavery. That's where we're at right now. I don't like awakening church, you're way too political. I don't know how to divide, darling. I don't know how to divide what the Bible teaches to make it kind of like expedient and palatable. We're in a war and the wicked want authority, not because they wanna, no, we really wanna take care of our constituents. Have a look, have a look at the cities they govern. Have a look, Mr. Newsom. What did he do to, to San Francisco? It's it run into the ground. LA run into the ground. Authority flows to whoever has the most weapons, but wealth flows to whoever's in authority. If you don't believe me, have a look at the, the, the temptation in Luke chapter four with Jesus. If we can throw Luke chapter four, verse five to eight up there. The Bible says that Satan, Luke four, if we can throw that one up there. Then the devil taking him up on a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Next verse. And the devil said to him, all this, come on somebody, all this, interesting. He shows him all the kingdoms, but look at the word he uses. All this authority I will give you and their glory for this has been delivered to me and I give it to whoever I wish. Next verse says, if you will just bow down before me and worship. So the devil says, I'm in authority here. Jesus, see all the kingdoms 
and their glory and their splendor, they all are mine because the wealth and the resources of the earth flow to whoever is in authority. If you bow down to me, if you submit to me, I'll throw you a few. But I thank God that Jesus didn't come to do a deal with the devil. I thank God that Jesus did not drive a Prius with a coexist bumper sticker. He didn't come to coexist with the devil. He came to crush the devil's head. Jesus said, it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and Him only shall you serve. You are a stumbling block under me. Jesus, Jesus goes to the cross. Now, I'm not sure if you've ever been to Africa. When you go to Africa, there's, there's a king of the jungle and it's not the elephant. Even though the elephant is big, it's not the hippopotamus, even though more people are killed by hippos than any other animal in Africa. It's not the crocodile. Who, who knows what, it's not the gorilla. It's not the razorback. What, 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 what's the king of the jungle? The king, the one that's in authority is the lion, the lion, the lion, the lion. What's interesting about a lion is the Bible says that Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. But 1 Peter 5, 8 tells us, be sober, be vigilant for your adversary, your enemy, the one who actively opposes adversary, roams around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So the Bible introduces that both Jesus and the devil are lions. If the lions are kings, kings of the jungle. So when Jesus came, the devil takes Jesus on a mountain and says, all of these are mine. Jesus doesn't contest it. If you know anything about Africa, uh, a, a, a lion has his pride and he marks his territory by spraying his DNA, spraying his DNA. And then when another, when another alpha, when another lion, when another male lion comes in, there's a confrontation. There's a confrontation. Satan comes and says, if you'll submit, Jesus said, I ain't submitting. I ain't submitting. The, the lions mark their territory. In the book of Job, it introduces Satan. It says, there came a day where the sons of God presented themselves before the Lord and Satan also slipped in and came among them. And the Lord said to him, where have you come from? He says, where have I come from? I've come from the earth. Watch this traveling back and forth and walking to and fro upon it. Do you know what he's saying? He's saying, I'm marking my territory. The earth is mine. The earth is my domain. It has mine. But Yeshua ben Elohim, the lion of the tribe of Judah, doesn't come and back off. He doesn't come and submits. He comes and he takes on the devil. And the Bible says there's a prophecy in Genesis that you will bruise his heel, but the very heel that you bruise will crush your head. Jesus was crucified on the cross. It looked like the devil was winning. It looked like, but when they put Jesus on the cross, they lifted him up. And the Bible says, and they dropped the cross into a hole they dug 
in the earth. When Jesus was on the cross, he had a crown of thorns on his head. Seven parts of his body were pierced and bleeding. Seven is the number of perfection. He was bleeding. If you said to me, Pastor, where in the human body is the, is the greatest concentrate of human DNA? Is it in the saliva? I'd say, no, no, it's in the blood. Because Jesus in Golgotha was delivering you and I from sin. He was crushing the devil's head because he rose again with the keys of death and hell. But you know what he did? He bled his blood into the earth. He marked the earth with his DNA so that now anybody that is born again, anybody that receives Christ is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. And here's what happens. There's a new alpha. There's a new alpha in town. Jesus is the new alpha. He's the new alpha. Now watch this. <clears throat> if the alpha fights and defeats the other alpha, the first thing he does is he wipes out the DNA. Kills all of his male offspring. Jesus has given us authority over all the demonic realm. The Bible says when you read the book of Revelation, they are sentenced to, to the lake of fire. But if the devil attacks you, if the devil comes after you, if, if another lion comes in and tries to attack the pride or attack one of the young, he has to deal with the alpha. The alpha roars and goes after him. I want you to know that Jesus Christ in authority dynamics took all authority. That's why when we read the book of Re Revelation, we say, man, I wonder what happened to the gold in Genesis. I wonder what happened. Jesus says, I took authority back from the devil and now have a look. There's a city and you're part of it. That's where we're going to live. That's where we're going to dwell. And underneath that throne there's a river and it's a river of life and you will live forever and ever in joy in peace in blessing with God so come on we're out of time why don't we stand to our feet just lift your hands high to heaven authority flows to whoever has the most weapons you have the most weapons when you were born again you were born again not of human spirit but of the spirit of the living God the spirit of God himself lives on the inside of you there's no higher spirit there's no greater spirit wealth and resources flow to those in, who are in authority watch this watch this every single corrupt political party has one common denominator they create a victim culture the reason they create a victim culture is for me to become a victim, I have to abdicate responsibility and therefore authority. I say, I'm not responsible. I've been victimized by somebody else. I relinquish authority. They always create a victim mentality saying, hey, give us authority. Give us, hey, there's a pandemic. Just give up some freedom. Give up some, in exchange for safety, give up some, just give us more power. Give us more authority. It never goes well for the people. They don't care about the people. More authority gives them more wealth. The wealth and the resources flows to, but I thank God that we have a generation rising who understand the Bible, who understand the great gift that our constitution says and says, not on my watch, Bob. We're going to flip the Encinitas School Board. We're going to flip Chula Vista. We're going to flip seats. We're going to put an end to the voter fraud and the corruption. We're going to put righteous people in authority. 
We're going to restore authority back to you. Now, come on, let's lift our hands to heaven. Say these words. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you that you have blessed me and you have given me dominion. I am the head, not the tail, above and not beneath. I declare right now that all authority is in Christ Jesus and Christ lives in me. Because I am submitted to Jesus, that authority flows through my life. Devil, I declare to you tonight, every hold over my life is broken. I declare blessing, increase, prosperity, healing, deliverance is in my life in Jesus' name. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.